This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com This evening, Yud Gimel Teves is the yard site of the Tzaddik of Ranana, Rabbi Yitzchak HaKoyen Hoberman, the author of the Ben La'ashri. Actually, we're working on a compilation. The Ben La'ashri was a great mekubal. He was a very saintly individual. He was someone who was a chavrusa of my great-grandfather, who was the last Rav of Sachachav. They learned in Sachachav together. And my grandfather of blessed memory, Rabbi Mordechai Leib Gladstein, has uh, many, many letters of correspondence with the Tzadik Ranana. He was never blessed with children, and he promised that anybody who says over his Devei Torah, he will pray for them in the next world and bail them out of any trouble. Now, the uh, Ben La'ashri was uh, someone who was able to converse with Elio Anavi, and this is actually reported by Rav Aaron Leib Steinman, who says when people would ask him a question, he would say that uh, you could ask the, the Tzadik Ranana. The Tzadik Ranana would say sometimes that uh, I'm going to wait to a- address this question when I'm a Sandik at a bris, I will ask Elio Anavi and he'll, he'll give me the answer. And the uh, Rav Aaron Leib Steinman said the reason why the Tzadik Ranana was Zoycha to Giloy Eliyahu is... Uh, because of his great hasmada, and because he lived, he was Mekai Mitzvah in great dachkos, in great poverty. There is a sefer, Shail Setshuvah's Ben La'ashri, which is uh, published by uh, my friend in Bnei Brak, Rav Naiman Shlita, and uh, Rav Yitzchak Meir Naiman, and in the back of the Sefer, we have what is called Sipure Kaidesh, holy stories that were traditional stories that the Ben Lashri was Mekabel from great tzaddikim. He would go around to various tzaddikim and they would tell him uh, stories that were part of the Mesoira of Chasidus. And this is the first story. It's a, a shocking story. And I think we have to... Uh, assimilate this story on two levels. This is a story about the Rav Avram, the Magid of Trisk. And he had two Hasidim who loved each other very much. Um, and they, they were very good friends. And one had a son and one had a daughter. So naturally, when they became of marriageable age, they sort of shook on it. And even before the Chasana and Kala saw each other, the deal was made. They did not see each other before the Chasana. Until the Chasana. The night of the Chasana... The it comes uh, after the chasana, the leil tevila, and the woman does not want to go to the mikvah. The father said, well, "Why not?" And she said, "The chasan, he's so ugly, he's so disgusting to me, he's so despicable to me. I can't even look at him. I can't live with him." She would not go to the mikvah, and the father tries to talk to her, cajole her, persuade her. There's nothing he could do to get his daughter to go to the mikvah. And time passes, and they're married, and they are not living together. Weeks pass, months pass, she's just disgusted by the chasan. And they don't know what to do. He really doesn't... He he feels so terrible because he has such a close relationship with the chasan's parents, but his daughter would not look at him. And they said, maybe if the chassan threatens to move out, and he did move out, and still, there's nothing that they could do to persuade this lady to go to the mikvah. And 
the, her father was so embarrassed to appear in front of the Rebbe, but ultimately he had no choice, and he tells the Trisker Magad the whole thing, and the Magad of Trisk says, okay, let me have a word with her. And he knew that she wouldn't want to go, and sure enough, she was not interested in um, going to the uh, 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 Magid, she ultimately relented and she, she decided to meet with him. And the Rebbe takes her into his audience and he puts on his glasses and he's looking at her, he's looking her over like she'd be an Esrug and he says to her, you're not as beautiful as you think you are. And he repeats, you're not as beautiful as you think you are. And then a third time, you're not as good-looking as you think you are. And he says, let me give you some good advice. Nobody would want to marry you. You're lucky you found a Talmud Chacham who is not so caught up on looks. But nobody else would, would look at you even. So just my, my good advice is, your husband, he loves you. Nobody else will. You might want to rethink this. And she goes back home, and the father says to her, there's nothing that, that Shuskamag could have possibly said to her to change it, but no. She goes to her father, she apologizes for all the trouble and heartache she caused him. She asks him if there's anything that he could do to uh, speak to her, her husband. And sure enough, he goes back to the husband, and he's only too happy to reunite with his wife, and they live happily ever after. In fact, the uh, Tzaddik Ranana says that he heard from a trustworthy person who heard this story from a descendant of this Shaddach. Now, I believe this story has two important facts, uh, parts to it. Number one, could this be true? Halachically, can a great rabbi, can any observant man gaze at a married woman or at any woman? The Gemara says in Soita, and this is a ha'ara on the story from the Tzaddik Ranana. The um, Gemara and Saita says, anybody who wants to come see the Saita and her degradation, men, women, they're allowed to, even though she's married. And on the other hand, the Gemara brings an opinion in Ksubis, and it's permitted to gaze at a kala, to endear her to her husband. We don't pass in that way. So, that itself is a stira. If one is not allowed to gaze at a married woman to endear her to her husband, why could somebody come look at the soitas? Or the Tzadgranana says the chiluk is the soitas in a state of degradation and the koyin tears her clothing and she's about to be killed with the misa mishina, mishuna, and therefore we're not really concerned for improper thoughts as opposed to a chasan and uh, for somebody to gaze at the kala, we're afraid somebody will have improper thoughts. On the other hand, the Gemara says in Ksubis that Rav Acha would put the kala on his shoulders and dance, and he would say that this for me is permitted if, if the woman to you is like a beam, in other words, if you don't have improper thoughts, it's permitted. And based on that, Sakranan explains, certainly to the Magad of Trisk, who was doing this um, for the sake of Shalom Bayis, added with the fact that he was on the Madriga that this would not uh, elicit improper thoughts. For him, under those circumstances, it was mutter. So certainly this is a question of halachic concern, whether uh, anybody could do this, and certainly no tzaddik today would do something like this. 
But I think this story has a much deeper message, and that is, most marital strife comes from the fact that one spouse thinks and has uh, thoughts that that they're worthy of someone much better, someone more beautiful, better looking, smarter, and so forth. And if it would just be pointed out to them that their flaws are just as noticeable and prominent as the flaws of their spouse, the reason why they, they think that they're deserving of someone better is because they have too high of an opinion of themselves. If someone would only point out that their own flaws and their own deficiencies are probably even worse than the deficiencies of their spouse, then very likely they would see their spouse in a different light. They only think that they're worthy of something better because of their grandiose opinion of themselves. But when a person is given a little bit of a healthy dose of humility, then in fact the deficiencies of the other party diminish and they see the beauty and the charm uh, that their spouse really has. So that's probably the more important aspect of the story that for uh, the sake of marital harmony, the most important factor is for a person to recognize their own flaws and uh, that will help them cover over the flaws of their spouse. In any event, tonight, Yud Gimel Teves, the yard side of the Tzadik Renana, Sechusoy, Yagein, Aleinu Ba'akal anybody wants to see the Divrei Torah, the weekly Divrei Torah of the Tzadik Renana, and access the great Haftacha, that this Tzadik will pray for you, please go to our site, rabbidg.com, where we have um, sheets on all the parashiyos of the Torah from the Tzadik Renana. If anybody wants to be mishtatef in this publication of the Sefer, Likute Ben La'ashri, then certainly you'll have a uh, very great chelak in the segula of the tzaddik. Please contact us at office at rabbidg.com. The zechus of the tzaddik, yogen, aleinu v'alko Yisrael, amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.